and welcome to MiceCast with the hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Hello. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I like that new thing you're doing there. But what, What's that? <laughs> it was just kind of, whoa, we're here. Oh. oh. <laughs> whoa. Yeah, since we can't hear the intro because you're trying to do it live, but yet there's still editing issues and all that. But that's all right. Uh, it, hey, it'll get better. Yeah, MiceCast is back. We're moving on. We're, you know, whatever. Moving forward so. and adding new things. Yeah. Right out All right. So tonight we are going to visit some, you know, we hate <laughs> to beat the dead horse <laughs> with the D23, right. but. Uh, we and, just can't help in ourselves. Great, yeah, in great <laughs> MiceCast fashion, we are going to beat, beat it to a bloody, uh, bloody pulp. But it's going to be a little different look at it. Now it's, you know, it's been out for a few days. People are speculating. People are. You know, crapping their pants on their Panicking, podcast, yeah. worrying. Uh, plus, Richard has a public apology to make. Yeah, uh, I've got some comments, like always. Uh, so basically, we've got a great show. So stick, sit back, grab your uh, uh, adult beverage. That is, unless you're driving or riding your bike or working out at the moment. Otherwise, just enjoy while we enjoy our adult beverages along with the podcast. So on with the show, Richard. So, public yeah, apology. Get public to it. Public apology. Yes, I have to get to this. Um, it, it's been occurring much more frequently. It has uh, people are coming up to me. Uh, I don't know if they're just recognizing my voice. Uh, we've talked about it. Where, yeah, it's not. <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait. Well, let me stop you for a second. I know you're going to public <laughs> apologize, but people are just walking by you and they recognize your voice when you're not speaking. So, how is well, that? No, 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 happen? no. I, well, if you'd allow me to finish once in a while, Greg, and finish so I can finish a complete thought. Well, try to make that thought coherent for everybody listening. Well, it, it's only it's only incoherent to you. Mike was being respectful and listening to what, what I had to say here. Mike, You're Mike doesn't care. I, I do care, and I was being. Mike I was. But anyways, go. As I was saying, it, it's not like we've never really. Uh, hid where I particularly work in the park. I mean, if you listen to enough episodes, it's pretty obvious, but it's not like I try to advertise it either. And in the past, it was more for the, uh, you know, just wasn't quite sure how the company felt about it, but now I've kind of come to the realization they don't care. So There's, there's <laughs> other people out there that would disagree with that assessment. Huh, huh Greg? It, oh, people it, that disagree with it uh, greatly to the point of paranoia, but I've come to the realization that that is just part of the shtick. And yeah, but uh, the attention in the, grabbing. But but in on. the meantime, um, one of the things that I still don't really want to advertise it is when I'm in when I'm in Disneyland doing my job. I'm you know I have a job to do at times, and there's times where I uh, just can't <laughs> talk to people at, for whatever reason. And that happened today. And I had a gentleman come up, Greg. You know the name. I don't because I didn't have enough chance to talk to him. Uh, had a cool. He's from, he's from WDW Radio. That's his podcast. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm at a loss for his name right at the moment, but it's WDW. But I mean, a, uh, sorry, Wedway Pod, Wedway oh, Radio okay, Podcast. WDW Radio. Yeah. They're out here. Uh, yeah. No, and, no, no, and no. Talk total, about me total being brain fart. when I'm talking right now. <laughs> What's what? What are they? Who is he from? A podcast called w, Wed, Wedway no, Radio. Wed, Wedway Radio. Sorry, my <laughs> I had Mongello on the brain from the okay. earlier conversation. So okay. sorry. But he had a cool T-shirt on. He had the original monorail poster, one of the old-style monorail posters on oh. the T-shirt. And what was happening at the time, I was responding to a call over on Tom Sawyer's Island when he uh, 
uh, caught me on the uh, raft dock, and I'm listening to another call that was going out, and my mind was elsewhere. And at the same time, I'm trying to decide when I'm supposed to be getting onto the raft, when they're getting ready to leave, because I didn't want to miss the raft over to the island. And I, I, for all intents and purposes, I basically blew them off, and I did not mean to. That was not my intention. And when I got back onto the mainland, I hung around the uh, area of the Haunted Mansion because he headed off towards Splash Mountain when I was going to the island. And I, was, I hung around the Haunted Mansion for about an hour, hoping he would pass by. And I never did get a chance. So I do apologize. I did not mean to blow you off or cut be short. It was just at the time I was trying to do my job, and I, and I just couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. And I, I just couldn't talk. But it, it has it has been occurring more often that people have been coming up to me on the street and asking, "Are are you Shaft? Are are you Shaft with MiceCast?" And of course, my first response is, I "Have no idea what you're talking about. What's MiceCast and everything? You know, that's my oh, shtick. Come. Oh, what, come that's on. my shtick. You know so, what it but, is? They probably recognize the way you walk after you talked about like they <laughs> like they go up and down in the shaft. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, you know, I. If if you do happen to come up to me, if you happen to be visiting Disneyland and you do happen to come up to me and say hi, I I am always happy to talk with people. Uh, I've had a number of people. We've gotten our pictures taken together while they've come and visited the park. Uh, I like obviously. I'm sure if you've listened to this show, I you can tell I do like talking about Disney. So I'm always happy to talk with anybody that comes up. Just understand unfortunately there are times where i do have to do my job and there's times where i'm just going to have to you know if you catch me running by i'm going somewhere i need to be that i have to be at so i apologize for today i apologize for anyone that might have caught me in the past that i happen to say hi and go racing by and i apologize to those that in the future that i'm going to be doing the same thing too uh please try to understand it's just i can't i can't stop and talk at certain times and that's or it could be it could be you just need to get to the John, but you know, well, that could be too. You never know. You know, if you catch me at the opening, I've already had about two cups of coffee, and it hits about thirty minutes later. I, I'm going to be running off to that little room off to the side of the street. So um, I just had to laugh because you said sometimes you have to go do your job. Well, aren't you doing your job when you're walking around the park? Well, yes, I'm, do, I'm doing. I'm, the I'm the doing important work. He's doing the important uh, work. I, I understand. to radio calls. Yeah. Just but, you know, again, Shaft chooses poorly. Shaft, Shaft is is choosing words correctly. That I am doing, uh, I am doing a specific procedure that needs to be done. Okay, um, the Wedway the Wedway Radio guy's name is Nate. Okay, Nate, thank, okay. thank you. So Nate, if if you happen to hear <sighs> this later and you're still in town, please stop by and visit. So there, there it is. My, I do apologize. I. I grovel before all of you, so... Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, grovel uh, very, before all of you. Very funny. Okay. That reminds me of Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat when they're all, like, groveling in front of their brother and they don't even know who it is. Uh, it's a great scene. All right, moving on. Uh, so we are going to talk about... I read the, about what's it? I'm sorry. What I read about that? that. I read about that scene. I read the script. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, it's a great scene, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's... They're, they're, yeah, oh, anyways, that's a good musical. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about D23 and, uh, again, the possible ramification. But this is going to take a little different twist because people have had kind of the week to to absorb it and listen to a dozen or so podcasts. I mean, some podcasts have gone out of their way to basically ignore it, uh, to be quite honest. I was surprised by some of the ones you would think would be embracing uh, it. on it like flies on. No, not necessarily embracing it, but 
on it like, you know, flies on rice. Poop. <laughs> flies on rice. <laughs> okay, uh, now have you have you um you subscribed? Have you got your magazine? Uh that would be a negator. All right, I bought the magazine. Richard, did you buy the magazine? No, I haven't bought the magazine yet. I'm hoping I can get a chance because I didn't have the money last week, so I'm hoping I can get a chance once how payday. Much, how much was the magazine on the rack? It was $15.95 before tax. So Was it worth $15.95? Okay. As a casual Disney fan, maybe not. I, I don't know. That's kind of like in the the wincing and pain kind of I'm not sure I want to do this especially since you can't preview it right because it's sealed in plastic Ooh, that, no that's that I didn't know but that's interesting to hear sealed in oh, plastic they, they, yeah. they didn't have the because when I was there at where did you buy your magazine uh, Barnes and Noble okay the one here in uh, my town I, I saw the magazine on the rack at okay, so Richard he, he didn't go to his, the usual place where they buy magazines that are wrapped up so you can't look at them <laughs> 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 Up on the high shelf there. <laughs> no, I, I went. I went over to Disneyana, and they had one of the magazines out of the wrapper, so you could peruse through it and see what it looks like. And I thought it was a very nice looking magazine. But I, I, well, I'll let. Okay, I'll, so I, it's yeah, it's it's long on pretty, um, substance, kind of. Eh. Uh, it's is it? Uh, I can't remember, and I, I know people are probably going, "Geez, you know, you sign up, you don't even remember." Is it ad driven? No, no, no ads. Ad free then. Yes, um, the there was two articles in it that I was personally interested in. Uh, one was about how Dave Smith got his his start as the archivist, and oh, okay. the, and and the second was uh, kind of like a run through of Up, the movie Up. Okay, uh, now was it similar to Disney News, except no ads? Um, or kinda, similar to e-ticket, um, kind of, kind of, um, some stuff. Yeah. Cause you know, it, it runs the gamut of stuff that you wouldn't, that anyone would know because it's not that big of a secret or it's not really news. You know, they just kind of decided to do an article on that. For example, the, they did a, a, an article on the two suites, the two dream suites, both Disneyland's and magic kingdoms. And none of it was especially new to me. I mean, I maybe a couple pictures or angles we hadn't seen before, but the actual description of what was going on at these at these suites and what they're used for and how you get them and all that, that was all old news. Okay, so if you were one of those ones that might be interested but wouldn't know where to go for that, and if, uh, for example, I was walking around the Reagan Library. Uh, you know, I, I swear, no matter where I go, something Disney follows me. Uh, for one, the Dis- uh, Sharon and Ron Miller's name were on the wall as donating money. But you know, at that at that at the point I heard this comment, I had not seen their names on the wall. Guys walking by talking about a a suite in the Disneyland castle. So in the, in the long run, he kind of had it right. You know, there is a suite in a castle. It's just not he didn't choose the right castle. Just didn't know. So. That kind of person might have got a little bit informed since he was a little mistaken sure, about it. Sure, sure. But anybody who's probably listening to this podcast or any other podcast probably already knows. Knows that. others, yeah. But they may not have had in a physical print form those those pictures. They may have seen them on the Internet. Now, if you're the type of guy that likes to collect 
or girl and put it on your shelf or in your drawer or wherever. Now you have a physical copy, not sure. just a yes. digital copy. That okay. So and and, yeah, I, and go ahead, Richard. Well, I was going to say I, 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 what Mike was saying. I, I agree exactly what was my thought on it. It was a very nice, well laid out, uh, great pictures in the magazine. Uh, it just was very lightweight in the substance on there. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want them to, you know, give away the farm on the first episode, or I mean, the first uh, publishing. But you wanted to grab you to tell you, oh, I'm going to want to get this again. They're they're making attempts to, um, you know, have recurring items. Um, well, there's the Astade thing, right? You know. The, yeah, but that that that's direct. I mean, that's quite obviously came from the old Disney news. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, busy it's, news. It's been on the website. It's been around. Yeah, but I mean, been, before before they put it on the website, the D twenty three website, that whole ass Dave, the same color, the same oh, yeah, caricature. Dave. Well, why why remake something right? in the same place yeah. in the magazine, like the third or fourth page? I mean, it was like holy cow. <laughs> I mean wow. that that they completely you know literally just plucked from its old place and put it in its new place without you know hardly any change. I've heard uh, it. Okay, all right. So the magazines uh, definitely has potential. Yeah, I think so. I, I just, I, I think they're trying to appeal to a very broad range of Disney fan, because you know, Disney fans have their all. They all have their niche or their their particular focus: parks, uh, collectibles, Cruises, cru- what, what, whatever. Yeah, pins. Okay, so this magazine is kind of trying to do a shotgun, right? It's throwing all kinds of crap on the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, like I said, there's only two articles out of the at least 12 that really I wanted to read from top to bottom. The rest are like, eh, like the Pixar one, this whole, oh, we're taking you behind the scenes at Pixar. No, you're really not. They're just, yeah. they're just telling you what the storyline and No, the, the, up, the update, you know, they were making a, a concentrated effort to talk about the art direction and design and how they came up with the story and what the old crotchety dude's motivation and all that sort of stuff. But again, <coughs> excuse me, not much different than they've done in other magazines. No, no. Uh, but, you know, uh, tied to that was this whole revelation of the Pixar studios. We're taking you behind the scenes of Pixar and we're walking around. I'm thinking, if you've seen any of the the Pixar uh, stuff on the TV, right? There's been a couple, like, you know, shoot. Interviews, behind the scenes. Like biography kind of thing. You know, it's that whole, it's like an hour long thing. And they're taking you through Pixar. It's just that in print form it really wasn't new you know so so anyway so yeah that's just they're they're trying to hit everything and i think they're gonna it's, it'll take them probably this whole first year you know only four uh, you know issues before they'll kind of drop some segments and add new ones or well you know shorten that's, up that's the thing i'm out. worried about see the um disney news was always a quarterly but they were they were pretty packed with stuff much better in my opinion before it became an ad driven uh, rag but when you only have four a year you don't have much time to make it right you know so you don't have a lot of time to decide one segment didn't pull well because you only got four four of those all year right so do you go to two two publications and decide eh, nobody cares about ass date well I, I think they'll i think they'll get their their measurement uh, of how people follow along on the web, right? Because the D23 website has, it, it changes weekly at least. I mean, I checked it last week and I checked it here. It is a week later and there's been changes. A new Ask Dave segment, 
I didn't see if there's new recipes or not, but I, I'm thinking they're they're using the website as to kind of extend the magazine because it's in the same I don't want to say format, but the same articles in the magazine they're more in depth. On the web, it's the same stuff, just you know, like a excerpt or something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you know, uh, people's podcasts are an extension of their shows. You know, they you know, it's not one for one. One's supposed to complement the other. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, because otherwise, why would you bother with one? You know, you don't want to give it all away in one place if you're trying to uh, Keep people do it coming back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that should be interesting to see. So I think they'll get their what what segments are successful and which ones are not by web traffic. I think, uh-huh. like that whole recipe thing, I thought that was dumb. Sorry. You're not interested, but you know, there's there's a lot of people who Ex- would exactly. That's why I said it's a shotgun or mud on the wall kind of approach. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people, in fact, that that would find that really interesting. Oh, you know, they just love the creme brulee or the. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the California that's... Grill is their favorite restaurant. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, okay. The thing is that it, we all know that the mag, the menus at Disney World are getting homogenized. So this recipe that comes to the California Grill, it's probably not the only place you can be able to find it. You know. Well, the California Grill is a little more. I, I I mean, it's a little more specialty than you're giving it credit for because a lot of that crappy food they serve there. Or in my opinion, I, I, it's not my style of food. It's too frou-frou for me. Um, but I don't see that being served a lot of places. Like not not Boma, but Jinko. You know, you don't see a lot of that food in other correct, locations. Correct. Correct. I, I, I'm. You're 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 generalizing, but yes. I understand what you're saying because yes, in a lot of ways, uh, much of the park and, and Richard has complained about this quite often that. You know, there's no difference between one fast food restaurant and another. You know, they're just all serving the same uh, crap these days. And it is crap. <laughs> no is doubt. I don't know. It's, it's Some of it tastes less than stellar. Less than stellar. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's a nice way to okay, put it. Okay, so what did you want to talk about as far as you're, you had a... You had yeah, something that well, you're going okay. to drop a bomb on Richard and get his... Well, not Honestly. drop a bomb per se, but you know he he attends things now and then that he might have some insight to. Um, so we've talked about it's already on the D twenty three website that they're doing daily news where some podcasters were already saying, "Don't no, don't worry, they won't do that. It's not going to hurt my show." Ah, you know, and it might not it because people like personalities. Uh, so on, we don't know really what the the, the podcast that they're going to do yet. It's going to have it. You know, you, you hope it's going to be an engaging personality you like. It's not going to be Lou Mangiello. It's not going to be Paul Barry. It's not going to be Ricky Brigani. They did not go to the Disney indie podcasting world to find their new podcaster. As far as we all know, unless someone's keeping a great secret. No, I it, sincerely you know, doubt it. It's not going to be any of those people. So we've also speculated, uh, some of us, that if they truly intend to be transparent like Obama, but we know how that's going, um, <laughs> hey. to show us the uh, <laughs> to show us behind the scenes, open the company up, um, maybe kind of like do it like Walt used to do. I mean, he'd come on TV and you know talk to Johnny Hinch and whoever and show you the latest attraction they're working on. Possibly they might do that. Well, what if they started to do a complete ride through? Let's say now they'll you can go to their website, 
because you're never going to get to Disneyland. Let's say you're in flyover country. Let's say you're wherever. You're impoverished. You don't have money, but you can get to the internet at the library. It's free, right? Yeah. And, and you want to see what this Disneyland thing's about, and you could actually do virtual ride-throughs or virtual walk-throughs Main Street, right? So what you know, they obviously have the power and the skill and all the technical know-how to do this. Yes, Correct? and, and okay. yes, and the resources to and the resources. So let's say, for example, they do a haunted mansion, complete ride through, five point one digital Adobe available as a download. Well, who would you go to? Would you go to at the Main Street Cinema? Would you go to Paul Berry's HD feed or Chris's HD feed? Um, none of which I think are actually broadcast in HD, but they're recorded and they have a much better level of quality to start sure. with. Would you rather go okay. there for some guy hand-holding his camera, trying to keep it a steady, maybe using after, you know, processing after the fact to steady it? Or would you rather download something from Disney that is near perfect, if not perfect? Well, of course my- I'd do the, the one that's fully resourced, right, where they can... Set the lighting now, it, for their it, camera it, and all. Would it stop you from listening to the other ones or that's watching? What I was gonna, that's what I was going to say is I don't think it's going to change people. that are, People that are interested in it are going to still take a look at Main Street Cinema. They're still going to take a look at Big D. They're, um, well, now, they're why do you say that? Because I, I sure well, wouldn't. again, you're <laughs> but it depends. It depends. what I was saying it there. It depends and goes with it. Go ahead, Richard. Um, as I said, they're still going to watch it because... They're going to want to uh, see different angles. You have, let's take a look at, before we got into some of these funky videos on the vacation planning videos that you, that you can get and other videos that you can buy at the parks. Let's go back to the to the good ones that were really nice. They had some really nice views. Okay, those are the views that the company is going to put out. Those are the type of views you'll get on the internet. These really nice, good shots. You might get the entire, how long is Haunted Mansion? About 10 minutes. You might not get the entire 10 minutes. You might get about five to eight minutes or something like that. And in the meantime, you go through the graveyard, they might look to the left. Well, what's over to the right? And that's where Main Street Cinema, that's where uh, Big D, they will have different viewpoints. Yeah, it might not be as polished as what Disney's putting out, but it is something different and it is something new. And so I think you're still going to have people, they'll, they'll go for the Disney sites, yes, but I think there's still going to be some interest on the other sides just because there might be something different that's not on the Disney side. Choosing the poly, you know, if you're going to show the same scene of the singing uh, statues in the graveyard, there's the Disney side and there's what Main Street Cinema has. Okay, yeah, they're going to go for the Disney side. But you might be actually showing the other side with the guys uh, on the uh, teeter totter. Let's, 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 let's be a little more honest about that, Richard, because for one, um, that. Omnimover is set up to direct you to see certain things at certain times. And the only reason you'd view it again is to turn away from something it's already pointed you at to look at. It's very scripted. You know, you come down the hill, they point you at the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the, the grave attendant and the dog. Then they point you to the band. Then they point you to the head swing. Then you see the guys on the swing. I mean, it's just back and forth. And we can't light it perfect. We're, we're barely getting images or we have to go... IR and a lot of people just don't like the green or the uh, the gray IR. Quite frankly, I wouldn't watch my own haunted mansion video. Okay, so you wouldn't watch your own video? Why? Well, I mean, why would I want to watch an IR video or a barely uh, 
and I picked this attraction on purpose because it's I, one I of the hardest to do. Um, it, you just it would be very very hard to get a very good quality uh, on this. I mean, it won't be steady. The, the Omni movers move, you know, sometimes very um, quickly. You know, the, the turns are jerky. Sometimes they think that's on purpose just to screw with people doing video, but <laughs> you know. yeah, that's all it's done for. <laughs> yeah, they're all but, after. you know, uh, you know, there are probably people who'd want to go out. There's a little different than listening to a show that's got audio, which is uh, maybe commentary, things like that. I mean, much different than uh, very clear visuals, in my opinion. Yeah, but, well, that's that's. I was going to say, there's, if there's no differentiation, you know, if it's just uh, opportunity to film an attraction cleanly versus, you know, amateur, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I don't see why anyone would go with the the independent but, podcast but, video podcast dude. Versus, but here's where my thought is on that: is I see the independence when you go out and shoot something, your show will probably evolve because of this you might shoot something a little differently on it to where you're going to show a different aspect of the show. Yeah, Haunted Mansion is a difficult show to do, but there are other... That's one show out of how many different attractions that you have at Disneyland and beyond. You, you, there's still other places that you can go with the show, and even though Disney might be releasing their polished version of how they're going to do a show... There might be a different aspect of how you want to film the show. Heck, you might want to just do. I mean, there. I'm sure there would be some people that might be interested in the IR shots, but I, I, I you know, it depends. It depends hey, on Richard, the, you're a purist. You're, you're a purist in the film <laughs> film world. Would you, if you went out and you could buy a DVD of your favorite film? I don't know, throw one out there that is just one of your all time. Have to have films. Escape to Witch Mountain? No, just throwing that. Oh, out. You gotta be joking. <laughs> I know you're joking. Um, come on, it's no, not that hard. No, I'll really? throw one out. Um, what was I just watching? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. The first okay. one. First one, yes. Okay. All right. Now you can purchase that, and you probably will or have. But you know, you can also watch the ones out of a Chinese theater with subtitles, <laughs> handheld, in a dark room. Get that for free. It's free. That's not synced correctly because it's a. Why would you watch that? Hell no, I wouldn't be watching it. Because they but. might zoom in real close to Jack Sparrow's face now and then and do some editing so you get some closer views rather than this big widescreen. Why would you want that when you can go in closer and while the action is focused on Jack? You could zoom in closer over to the guy in the back with the spank and the monkey. Okay, Why not then, do that? You're, then, it's the same thing you're me, saying about the mansion. Well, you could point it over here when I really should be looking over there. Okay, then let, then let me back up about 20 years or so. When you and I were taking slides, we were taking pictures all over the place. And we, you still do. You still have your flicker. You have all your pictures. But you can buy those pictures on your GAF slideshow over at the camera shop. No, you Why can't. Bother? Can you really still buy slides at the... At no, the, you can't. No, no, okay. You can't. But, you, but you can buy the uh, screensavers, and you have, like, 
couple hundred pictures that you can uh, buy on a, a CD over at the uh, camera shop or Disneyana that has a lot of pictures of all these really nice professional pictures day and night of the castle and of the Matterhorn and of Space Mountain. So why do you bother carrying your camera in to take pictures and put them on your Flickr account? I do when, it when for you my... can download those when you when you can download those pictures and heck Disney has a lot of those pictures on their websites already. No, that's true, but it's, I think that's a little different. Um, Still, a lot of it. A lot of it. I do it for my own satisfaction. Um, if people want to look fine, if they don't fine, I think videos a little different personally. And quite honestly, if all the pictures they have, they don't always have. I know you're going to say it's it's no different, but they don't have the same angle, they don't have the same lighting, they don't have the same guest experience or whatever's going on. Uh, sure, it's not quite the same as video, but uh, on average, you don't see people going to a place like uh, Magic is it Pixel. I always get it backwards. But Magic, Magic and Pixels. Tim Devine's. They're not going to Tim Devine's site to pick a snapshot. Or sell or buy a snapshot. They're going to pick ones that have been turned into works of art. They don't go to Kingdom Photo Vault to buy snapshots. They go to find something artistic that you don't find from Disney. It's an it's an alternate, but that's, that's a little different than going in and downloading a uh, or purchasing a complete ride through with quality sound versus the sound from the average guy who's doing video, which is not great by any means. I mean, it's it's. It's adequate, but it's not great. Much, much different considering the light situations you're dealing with. For okay, another good example: Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I don't think I've seen one halfway decent uh, ride video of that ride through. I mean, the Temple any- of the Forbidden Eye. Yeah, that, that yeah, one we- too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't that- sure if you were still talking about movies or talking oh, about. Oh no, no, sorry, my, that my, moment. my bad. There is not one decent indie one out there in that. No. It's, it's, isn't. It's but Disney could produce one. So why, you know, I mean, people do try to produce ones indie-wise, but it's just not working. But you know, we're really getting away from the point that I wanted to make, uh, which is... Wait, 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 okay. But let, me, let me finish off on that thought. This is why I think your, your podcast shows... First of all, I don't think Disney's going to have a complete, quote-unquote, a complete ride-through. They might. They might they might prove me wrong, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to have an abridged ride-through at best. Okay. And, and my question is, and this is what I've been asking everybody who says they don't think so, why don't you think so? And this, you're almost <clears throat> creating the segue I want, but not quite. <laughs> um, why don't you think they will do this? I know why. Do you? What is your thought? My? No, 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 no. I want to. Okay. I want to hear Richard, okay. who's the spouse. He made the opinion that they probably won't. Okay, you have not. I, so I, okay, okay. Why I, does Shaft think? And I'm going to qualify the question to make sure you fully understand it, and I'll go slow and spell any words you need to be spelled out. <laughs> what, how do you why spell? Do, spell? <laughs> <laughs> why does Shaft? Why, why isn't phonetic spelled the way it sounds? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> Why does Shaft think Disney would never do complete ride-throughs? Okay, and I will qualify my my statement as they could prove me wrong, but the reason well, I don't yeah, think they're, yeah, that is that's a given. We're not. Yeah. I'm just want to reason I don't th- the reason I don't think they're going to do ride-through a complete ride-through is there are some there are some periods where uh, the ride show for lack of a better term, 
has like a reset period, a transition period, for example, in Haunted Mansion between the attic space going there, going down the slope uh, into the graveyard. Yeah, you have a couple elements, but there's also a couple dead scenes in my personal thoughts on there. And I could picture that for those few moments, they would put a dissolve or they would do something artistically just to be able to uh, transition a little quicker from yeah, one might, set to another. I might another. do that myself because that's the point where there's absolutely right. no light. So, okay, that's, there, and, that's and, a and, lame reason, but okay, and there, and there And there are also other elements that whoever puts the show together, for whatever reason they might, they might say that one element overrides another element that they just might, you know, just kind of skim through and if you want to see the complete version you know go see the ride or not that's that's just my thought i mean okay so can i say mine now take that in two bits will buy you won't even buy you a cup of coffee nowadays yeah actually so far you're that's been the lamest one i've heard but uh okay go ahead okay um my my opinion about why they wouldn't show you complete ride throughs is they is because they want you to come to the freaking park they're going to give you a taste and go, wow, that looks like fun. I want to go ride that. Okay. If, and if I, you get I complete ride throughs, then what, where's the sense of going to the park? I, I, I gotta I, say that's in the back of my mind as well, but I wasn't uh, going to be so callous on that one. Yeah. Come on. It's all about money. <laughs> okay. Let's not forget. I, it's all about I, money. That's right. I, we got to pay I, the bills. I understand that opinion. Now let's go back in a little, ta- little, little bit of time warp with the Disney company. Back when Walt was alive, they showcased the park in in pretty good detail. Maybe not the full 15 minutes of Pirates, but they gave you a really good sampling to tease you to get you to come. They really showed you the park in and out. But you couldn't keep it. You could not record it. You had no no way of hanging on to that. True. Not at that time. But they have issued some of those on, on DVD now. Now, let's go forward to one of my favorite only because it was so bad TV productions for Disney in the new era um, the 25th anniversary special when David Hasselhoff sings <laughs> in tight silver pants and they've got the, what was Donna Summers and so in the was past the 25th? I thought it was the 25th I could be that, wrong but you, you like know which 30, one 35th no, 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 no. It wasn't no, when wasn't, I was wasn't there. It wasn't the 35th, no. I'm pretty sure it was the 25th. But regardless, you know which one I'm talking about. So if I'm off yeah. a year, it could be the 20th for all I know. Um, so here I turned on that show to see Disney Disneyland. That's why I wanted to see the show. Just like when I watched the one with uh, Kurt Russell and um, uh, the, more, uh, the Osmonds. Right, you wanted to see the park. Yeah, yeah. And Kurt Russell ran around the park, and they rode things, and you saw snippets of the park. In that particular celebration, pretty much all you saw were second-rate stars. Well, okay, Hasselhoff was on top of his game in <coughs> Knight Rider, but not as a singer. I understand some people think David Hasselhoff can carry a tune. I'm not going down that well, road. Folks in Germany, I think. I I, oh yeah, German. Germans yeah. love Hasselhoff. He's, man. Got he's like a god in, <laughs> in Germany, or he used to be. I don't know if he still is, but um, that's not why I turned on the show to see somebody 30th singing. Anniversary. 
he looked it up. Okay. Yeah. That's not why I turned on the show to seeing see Hasselhoff standing in front of the castle singing. Or in front of, or better yet, maybe he was standing in front of the latest attraction, which you never saw except for the facade. But you got to see him sing, and maybe you saw a few aerial shots of the park. That's kind of the way we've done it in the modern days. You go back to that 1982 video I talk a lot about that I bought at Disney World. You actually got to see the park. You get to see some attractions. They get not the full ride through, but a fair amount. I own two 8mm films. One, I can't remember what it was, which is pretty bad, I know. But the other one is That's... a complete ride-through of the Matterhorn. Complete. Now, 8mm didn't have sound back then. Um, it was prior to the 1978 rehab with the Midget Yeti Harry, or Harold. So they, um, before they closed well, it off? There was no Midget back then. It's just we built bigger ones. Before uh, he's the... a Midget. He's a Midget. He's a Midget Yeti. <laughs> Um, that's why he's there. He has special needs. Um, but <laughs> that yes, bigger than you my, or me. That not the Aww. little ones, not even the big one, um, which is just eyes. Anyways, when you got to the top of the lift, you could actually see the park. If you remember those days, yeah. it wasn't enclosed. Yeah, I do right? remember. You even can see a Mark One monorail from the cars on the Matterhorn complete ride through eight millimeter. You could buy it in the park. Actually, I want to say the other one might be storybook canal as I'm trying to visualize what the box looks like. There was a time when Disney was willing to sell it to you. Now who knows what other films they had. Those are the two that my parents happened to have that I sort of inherited or took or kept or whatever you want to call it. You can't find that today, but there's a possibility we could go back that way. And I would buy that I wouldn't even try to film a few things if it was still in the film day. If I could buy somewhere, I just know it's an impossibility to get that good a quality. I'll take their version. Okay. I'd be more than happy to you. But here's what I'm getting to and what I've been told by someone who thinks he's pretty reliable on this. And, Richard, you have a chance to sit in on some of these at the studio. And I know you can't exactly say what you hear, but you might have an idea because you've hung around – Sharks long enough. There is a legal reason, so it is espoused by one person I know, on why they will never do this. Now, we should preface this with, we are not lawyers. We do not play one on a podcast or on TV. We are not giving you legal advice. And if you need legal advice, please seek the advice of an attorney, not us. But picture the mansion. Well, not picture. Pic whose voices are used in the mansion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Thurl, well, you, Thurl, you didn't Thurl Paul, Ravenscroft. Paul Freeze. Paul Freeze and Thurl Ravenscroft, and I think there's been another guy doing Corey, a little bit of... Corey, what, what's his name? Right. Okay, but forget the new guy. Let's just go back to the old guys. You got Tony the Tiger, Thurl Ravenscroft. Yes. And Paul Freeze. Now... Were either one of those Disney employees, because anybody that recorded stuff as a Disney employee, I consider property of Disney outright, no matter what. Now, I could be wrong because uh, when we'll get to some other performers where this hits upon, but are the rights for public airing of a voiceover, let's say, Paul Freeze's, any different than if they were to record this now? Does Disney wholly own, they obviously own the content, the script. What about the rights to his voice 
if it was to be recorded. Now, there is, remember, there is a uh, 33 LP that Disney used to sell of the Haunted Mansion with both those voices, including somebody named Ronnie Howard, back when he was just a little tyke, as you're silent. Have you never heard this LP? No, no, I'm I'm waiting for you to get to the point so I can make my comment. <laughs> oh, well, I just thought you might comment on little Ronnie Howard little, being on Little Opie Cunningham, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so they, they've obviously published this before. I have no idea if they paid any rights to Thurl or Paul for those records that were sold. Remember, uh, there was a great lawsuit against um, Disney by, uh, I'm going blank on her name, with um, the, the dog movie. Um, dog uh, movie. 101 Dalmatians? No, older than that. Um, Lady, oh, Lady and the Tramp? Thank you. Uh, yes, oh, the, yeah, the, Peggy, Connie, uh, Peggy Lee. Peggy, Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee. You, you were going to go with Connie. That Connie. I can't think of her last name either. But Connie you know, Francis. Connie Stevens. Peggy, Connie Stevens. Peggy sued Peggy that she Stevens. should be getting residuals when Disney re-released that in the Eisner years. And Eisner's pretty much said pound sand originally. Uh, I believe uh, she ended. Up, I'm sure she got something. I believe she ended up getting some kind of settlement. Who knows? It might have been non-disclosed as usual. It but, would have been. It really would have. Uh, depended on the contract, right? Well, yes, partly. So what I'm getting at, and I'm starting to think about, okay, let's let's move off the mansion for a second. Because we obviously know two people who were not Disney employees. They were contracted to do their voiceovers, right? Correct. They were paid. They paid Richard, their money. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but Paul Freeze did not work for Disney. He was... Um, he Yeah, he was a con. My understanding, he was a contract worker, but he did an awful lot for Disney. So I don't know where the gray area would have been I'm sure at he, the time all that was done. I'm sure he's treated like any other uh, you know, paid, it's, paid it's, talent. It's like, talent, yeah, he's yeah, talent. It, you know, it's, it's like talking about the Sherman brothers. Yeah, they're technically contract workers, but yeah, they did an awful lot for Disney. Yeah, so, it, it, yeah. Well, they ultimately, they ultimately got became Disney employees, though. No, they're still they're still considered uh, well. They're talent, which is your 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 their talent, which you don't have a studio system like you had, you know, back in the '30s and '40s, where your studios actually ran your life and you were contracted to a studio. They were talent that they might have been contracted to do so much work for them, but they could still do their work on the outside, or they might have an exclusivity for a certain long, but they're still talent, and they're and it's it's not the studio system as it once was. Okay. Well, I, very, I'm pretty sure true. in the case of the Sherman Brothers, they are now Disney employees. I guess. Well, they're, they're considered legends, and you can be a legend, I think, because of your contribution while doing other things. For example, the Sherman Brothers uh, wrote the music for Tom Sawyer, the musical. I think they also produced and wrote or along those lines also. Um, See, Oz- and also at the height of when, when they were doing all the other stuff, like Mary Poppins and everything, they also went out and they did uh, some music for uh, uh, Albert Broccoli. I kept wanting to say Broccoli, and I've been corrected. It's, it is pronounced Broccoli, exactly as it sounds. Um, <laughs> the guy from uh, James, James Bond. James yeah. Bond, yeah, because they did the music to uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. But that was also right in the middle of when they were doing all the stuff for uh, Disney. So that's why, you know, I was looking at an interview with Leonard Malton of John Hench. John Hench was an employee. He had an ID card and everything. He also got a paycheck from, he got a weekly paycheck from Disney. I don't know if Sherman Brothers would be considered the same, but going back to your original question, Paul Fries and everything, you know, it goes in the same question. Did they have an ID card? (laughs) 
like you and I would have to work with in the past. Did they have Under a consultant ID card or did they have an employee ID card? I don't now, know where that blur line would be. I'm going to go on a brain fart for a minute. And what about the guy that does all the other voiceovers? Wagner. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to see, okay. I wanted to make sure they were clear and two separate people, and I wasn't confusing something for a minute. But Wagner was the other person I th- was thinking of. A lot of Wagner stuff has been sold on CDs. Is he getting residuals for you know the tra- the train call or the uh, the closing call to the parks that are on some CDs? Now, the, but I know again, contracted employee. He had his own studio at home that he did his work in. Same as Bill Rogers, who's now the current voice of Disneyland. Okay, now let's go to someone who actually was an employee. In the park. Wait a second. We haven't. I don't think we've sufficiently answered the question about well, the contract players. Well, so I, I know where Greg's going with. We're this gonna we're stuff. gonna jump around and we're gonna see if this yeah. if okay, this is okay. any different. Okay. You can go to Wally Bogue, who recorded a Jose in the Tiki Room. Now Tiki Correct. Room has been released. The song has. The album has. Back in the day, uh, is he getting residuals? He was. He was at first a contract a contract uh, performer. But that, I'm guessing, changed into an employee as that was extended and changed because originally they came in for maybe two weeks, four weeks. That was the intent. That was just a show that the park was putting on. It could be gone in two weeks, right? That was old Volville days. Hire some guy, it's gone. But again, long-term employee, correct, Richard? Yeah, he was a long-term employee, yeah. So... Now, could we do? Could Disney do a full, you know, quote unquote, ride through of the Tiki Room with potentially not have? Well, again, throw Ravenscroft is in there uh, with one of the other birds. Okay. Wait, Thurl's one of the birds? I believe he is. I could find my album around here, but there's more yeah, than he, there's more than Wally Bogue there. Yeah. I believe. Yes, I believe you're right. Okay. Here is my understanding of this. Now, like like you said, the whole preface. Not a lawyer. I sat in on some of their stuff. I, I know on a lot of things. And also, I've had to um, watch and listen and be a part of when we were editing a uh, piece for the uh, opening of California Adventure back in 2001. When you're dealing with talent, uh, there are, of course, Disneyland is all union. Everything, every, just about, there's an awful lot of things that are unionized in there. Not everything. But a heck of a lot. When you're de- and when you're dealing with the studios, just about everything's unionized in there. When you're dealing with talent, you're dealing with some specific unions. Uh, among them, of course, there's SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. There's AGVA, the American Guild for Variety Artists, and that, those are the people that do a lot of the uh, a lot of your television shows, right? Or a lot of the stage shows. And then there's AFTRA, the American. Federation. Federation of Television Radio Artists. Yeah, who does all the does a lot? Of, I I keep getting AGVA and AFTRA backwards, but one one does a lot of they they both represent a lot of the same people, but one predominantly does television and radio, one predominantly does stage. But anyways, you have all these different unions, and they all have their whole different uh, contracts on how different things operate and how you have to handle different things separately. Um. That is one of the things I'm sure if anybody goes on to the news right now, the uh, big uh, stomping ground was with the SAG contract. They want residuals. They're, they're getting residuals off DVD for the most part uh, for the DVDs that are being sold. But now the question is, you take an episode of Lost, which you can 
it shows on ABC television, and then afterwards you can download it or you can watch it on your computer at home. Okay, it's being watched by how many millions of people on the internet? And in the meantime, there's mandatory periods at each break that there has to be a commercial that, you know, 15, 20 second commercial for whatever that you have to get through to be able to download into the next segment. Well, of course, Disney is making money off that advertisement spot that's going in on the internet. But there are no residuals going to the performers off the advertising dollar that Disney is making off. And there's, that's where the big snag is right now. They want a piece of the action that's going on that. Plus, they're taking into consideration what new forms with the whole information, this new boon in the internet with flash drives, with everything else. What new forms are there that the you know might want to get a piece of the action on? Um, so there, it, it's a little bit of a minefield when you go into these. And I, you know, I've never even considered that aspect of it until you brought it up. Is would they be able to show a complete ride through because of the talent that you have going on? Haunted Mansion being a good one because you also have uh, music that was uh, written earlier. Back, you know, back in the '60s, it's for the most part it's the original song that's going through, but it has since been re-recorded by um, Danny Elfman. Did uh, when they did the Nightmare uh, on, uh, yeah, yeah, overlay dot, 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 for dot. it. He 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 was excited about it, and they went ahead and with the new sound system, they went back and recorded new music tracks for the original show as well so that you can get really good dynamics off the new sound system they put in there. So how does that play in? It, it, it's just a little bit of a minefield. And, it, and it's, it's um, when we did the editing for the California Adventure uh, video, and I, I say the I, I say we, I wasn't there except for the fact that I watched and looked over people's shoulders as that was being done. It was constantly having to get cleared through um, when that was being done. Constantly having to get cleared through legal and through uh, the uh, contract people because we have a lot of Agva people that were involved in the opening ceremonies, to where they had, they were going to show all the opening ceremonies and then suddenly it got cut back to where you can't show any of the dancers. You can't even so much as when uh, they did the close up of Roy Disney. Uh, speaking on the podium, they had to cut around a couple shots because you could see one of the performers in the background. And Egbert says, "Haha, you got to pay that performer for every." It was a tape that was given out to the cast members that were working at the time. It was not there was no money made off of it, at least not by Disney. There was a lot sold on eBay, but it was given out for free. But Agva came in and said, "Haha, you have to pay that performer because you're putting them on a videotape that you're." distributing out in the public no i think that's a bunch of nonsense no it was absolutely true no, that, that, no, I, I said, you, know, you got to have they, they make people sign waivers for that crap no no i'm sorry i sat <laughs> in on those conversations okay that, that's, the, that's, that's that's absolutely true that stuff was going on left and right and um you can sign all the waivers you want but when push comes to shove and you're dealing with performers and talent there's a it's, it's a whole new ball game and it's completely different from any, you know, the three of us have all signed our little waivers and signed our lives away that if anybody takes, you know, if 
Disney decides that they want to put us as the poster child for anything, and they put us on big poster boards, and they put us on television, and they sell all this advertisement, we don't get to see a dime of it because, well, we're just, you know, the cogs in the wheel. We're not any performers. But the moment you get somebody that's represented by any of the performance unions, SAG, AFTRA, AGBA, it's a whole new ball game, and... Okay, so you're saying that there's people that work in Disneyland Entertainment that member uh, are a member of an entertainment union? Oh, yeah. All, all, just about all of them. I, I thought the entertainment department was unrepresented. No, oh, no, no, no. The characters are not, are not union. But any, any of your performers, your uh, musicians that are there. Okay, I'm uh, thinking of parades. It's, it's been, parade, you know, uh, uh, the, the 20-something kids that are <laughs> making their 10 bucks an hour. As some the back are end of freaking Eeyore. I would, I, would say, I would say a lot of that, they, they're not Mark, necessarily me, the back end of them, course. But, but any of your stage performers are. Okay, so um, Billy Hill and the Hillbillies? That, you're talking about like Billy Hill, right? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, the the Firehouse freaking, those yes. guys, the Disneyland Band? Disneyland Band, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I think those are all contract employees. I don't think they're actually paid by Disneyland. Well, I think they're contracted 1099 and you know they pay their union dues out of their pocket, uh, or their they, agent, they are, they are, they or whatever. Are Disney, they are Disney employees, and Greg can vouch for me on that because they have the employee. Because if they were contract people, they would have they would have contractor consultant IDs. They don't. They're they are employees. They get a paycheck that's that it comes from the Walt Disney Company or actually. Well, I gotta say that one always confused me a bit because if Disney, for instance, um, if a guy called in sick to the band, they can actually call up the union. The union will send somebody over. Yeah, and the, and the union will send somebody over, but that particular person still uh, works for the company. All right. And they'll still do things on the side. Um, but that was one of the things that on a commercial that recently came out with the uh, whole uh, year of celebrations. They show the pirates on the uh, commercial coming to the kid's birthday party. A number of those pirates were the same pirates that were uh, – performance pirates out in the lands and that was one thing that you never mixed up they couldn't do a television commercial with these guys because they were a different thing they had to use somebody else i asked a friend of mine in entertainment and of course this person is not necessarily um he's not in he's not a lawyer or anything else like that but his summation was because they were at the end of their contract they ended up you know pulling all the pirates out we don't have the pirates anymore for that, they were able to use them on this commercial because it's now something completely different after the previous gig was already done. Right. I don't know. I've, if that's I've, I've seen face characters in commercials that I've seen in the park. Face characters, but not performers. Okay, so he's drawing a he's drawing a fine line there. All right, well, very fine because didn't then the pirates come out? In fact, that one guy that did the big, did the big tell all who was a little miffed about how he got let go from Disney uh, for being a, char- uh, a face character pirate. He talked about being in the, the character department. I don't think he was in entertainment. Yeah, I could there, be wrong, there, but... There, there, there were some that were characters. There were some that were... Uh, there were some that were characters that are, quote-unquote, not in a... Uh, not with a... Uh, rep- you know, not with the union job but there were some that were performers that were doing a union job and yeah it, it you say it's a fine line it is it's a fine line in a huge gray territory that i don't even want to begin to understand because because what you're saying disney, is then yes. if if disney wanted to release or show the opening of epcot again and they, there's performers dancing they 
shouldn't be releasing that video because they would have to pay residuals to those performers. If it's in the contract. See, I've been waiting for, for Richard to take a breath so I can jump in and, and explain that, you know, it was a big deal in the 70s as, as the studio machine was winding down and no one was on contract anymore, that it's stated in your contract, as, a, as a, at least on the actor's side, what sort of residual you're entitled to. It's it's known that if you don't, if it's not part of your contract, you're not going to get crap for residual. You know, you yeah, make well, it. You my, make it. My TV. gang, my gang, for example, those kids get squat. Our gang, oh whatever, our gang, my gang, yeah, those kids get squat. Okay, yeah, who's left of that group? Unfortunately, not many. Uh, but, okay. He almost went to jail. Okay. But see now, you know, in this day and age, it's probably written in there that because most actors are savvy enough to say, okay, look, this may or may not show up uh, uh, on repeat on. TBS or something, but I want in my contract that I'm going to get residual for for repeats or reruns or whatever, not just my pay for the first run. Okay, on the music side, if anything is recorded, you know, there's services out there, BMI, Broadcast Music Incorporated, that radio stations pay their money to to be allowed to play recorded music over the airwaves. So I'm pretty sure this the concept of Releasing a ride-through that contains someone's voice that that they were compensated for is not is not the unique problem you might think it is. You know, Disneyland releasing a video of that is is not going to be the first people that have resurrected something old, and the person's gone, or their their rights were not passed to their estate, so you don't have to deal with their family. Or maybe the rights were past the state. You do have to deal with the family, but it, it, there is a chain of of evidence, if you will, of who owns the copyright and at what point it goes in the public domain. Yada yada. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's it's the old John Wayne and the beer commercial routine. They take the image of John Wayne and put him in. Uh, who was it that was doing the commercials with all the old characters? Uh, essentially photoshopped into it and there was a couple of their estates the estate of humphrey bogart the estate of john wayne all uh screamed bloody murder that you can't have that likeness go in there well is it public domain or that i can't remember what the final answer was on that well you know greg's original statement about legal getting involved is is correct i'm just making the point that i don't think it's a as muddy or a treacherous legal water as we might think because well, we, we can't seriously, we, we can't Richard. be the first people. We listen to me. Disneyland yeah, can't be the first people to want to do something like this. And oh, and, well, back to what Richard said. Okay, so let's say you have that opening right for the uh, uh, California Adventure. Be, what you're saying is they can do the first broadcast because it's, but their contract says to get residuals. So Disney's choosing not to pay the residuals. Even though, because well, in that particular one, they were giving it away. If they were selling something, or even if they were, if it's free to download on the internet, their internet potentially could be supported by um, ads. Now, back to your statement that you have to watch commercials with downloaded content on a lot of the sites. Absolutely not true. A lot of times you have to watch one at the very beginning. There's a slight gap at commercials. But I've watched many where there's no gap. You you have to sit through a commercial to, to start the stupid thing, but it's only between episodes, but not at commercials. Yeah, but but uh, but, but if, but, you're, but, if but, you're the but, but, but. <laughs> if you're the lawyer picking nits from gnats, 
you still have to sit through that first commercial, and Disney's still making money on the first commercial. Oh, okay, yeah, at so, that point, and, it becomes and, and that's who's, exactly, who's lawyers that's exactly the what those what they're. What yeah. they're <laughs> well, what they're fine, but fine, but they they have a chance to pay that residual. Then, so what? Pay the damn residual because I really believe that if there's a market out there for this, and I believe there is, Disney can make their money and still share the residual. Without a problem. Now, if they oh, just want to I, I challenge, you, I challenge and, you to go down to the producers and the SAG, uh, because they've been they've been fighting this contract for the last six months. I challenge you to go down there and say it's that simple. <laughs> well, they, in, in the and bottom every, and, in and the every, bottom line, it is that simple. That it's deciding on what yeah. they'll accept right. as their residual. It, it, it is a simple issue. Right. It is. It is. It, you're absolutely right. It is that simple. But that's what they've been. That's what every union has been fighting for for the last about three or four years, and their biggest concern on is what the what new technology is going out. You know, the old question with Bob Crane and the guys from Hogan's Hero. They never saw a dime one from syndication. Well, when Hogan's Hero was being made, nobody considered syndication, and yet that show is still Dan Gilligan's Island. Same thing. Those shows are still run on how many hundreds of television stations every day in syndication. See, there's the difference in way the way I would like to think I could run a company if I did something like that, knowing that I'm still making money, that something could be returned, even if it's small. Um, I was listening to Pat Boone, of all people, talking on George Norrie's show the other night on the way home from uh, my little teaching gig. Pat Boone is still making residuals off Jenny, is it Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. That was a great a, movie. A movie he did not want to do. Basically, talked him into it and said, we'll give you a piece of the film that changed his life. And, you know, he probably can live just off of that. He says he's still getting money from that movie. See, so, you <laughs> can't... But you know, there it is. It could be deeper though than one guy. Let's say, let's say this to Paul Freeze thing. You got Paul and Thurl. Well, what if I'm saying what if the song is copyrighted by an outside source and Disney's been using it? A, a hero- that, that could very well be too. Baroque so Down's a great example of that, right? Yeah. There's yeah. another person you have to pay in the mix. So it's just not your talent now. Now, well, and then, depending, again, on how these contracts go, it's it's very possible the guy that's sitting up in the studio mixing this is a union employee, and do you have to pay him now? Now, again, back in the day, I mean, I, who knows if Kurt Russell's even getting residuals off the, all those old Disney movies he's did. I have no idea. Uh Disney had a lot of child, children on contract. Only one adult, as far as I know, was ever on contract with Disney. Um, so it's hard to know what was done back then and if it still holds true now. You can always tie this up in litigation. It doesn't really matter if you have a case or not. And you can cause the shutdown of a production while they're trying to figure something out. I right. personally don't see how they could do this because, again, it's like you and me, Richard. If we were to submit the I Have an Idea program, Submit something to that. They're not obligated to give you squat, but they usually would get, you know, if they chose it and didn't steal it later, <laughs> they they would give you, you know, 100 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever their, their guarantee was for that. Theoretically, they're not uh, entitled or you're not entitled to anything. They don't have to give you anything. Well, yeah, you're, and you're, once you're that su- is sold, let's say, for instance, I know the guy that was in on the, the management training program 
and they all had to come up with a marketing idea as part of their training program. They came up with the little uh, antenna topper, which originally was just a Mickey Mouse head. They got their hourly way or salary at the time. That was it. They have not seen residuals from that. Disney's right. making a pretty penny off of something that probably cost them less than a penny each. I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. Seven, so, but it's know. like five bucks a whack, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and because yeah, you're just, an employee, you're not entitled to any residual and, of anything you create while you're there unless, you're con- if, unless you have entered into a contract, just like this thing with AIG now. They had contracts that said they were guaranteed bonuses. That's about and, the only way you're going to see a return on stuff like that. And Disney, Disney still has something similar to the I Have an Idea. They have the Disney Inventors program where if you, uh, <laughs> if you uh, develop something that Disney can turn around and sell, then they'll give you some sort of prize and they'll give you a little framed patent certificate and everything else like that. Um, a fake patent. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's the old thank you very much while we go make, you know, a couple million dollars off of it. That's absolutely true. What you got to understand, though, is when you're with your original question going on to uh, the question of the legality on some of the um, could there be a problem with uh, perhaps some uh, voice talent or any talent that is shown in an attraction or, or on a show. Yeah, it, there's problems. And when I use the example of California Adventure, Mike, you're absolutely right. There's contracts. Most of these contracts, though, these kids that are doing these performances, they're not going to be like your uh, Sandra Bullock's or your uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's that will be able to go in and say – What's on your mind? Schwarzenegger. Nagels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that are going to come in and this is what I want my contract. No, they're going in and they're just happy to have a job. But as part of it, um, AGVA wills, this is their blanket contract that Disney, you want so many dancers. Okay, here's here's all your, the dancers that you're going to be hiring. And this is the contract that we have. That they okay, much quite have frankly, contract. Richard, most likely they've hired an independent producing company that's bringing all that stuff in as a, a package deal, I would guess. Aren't all a lot of those still produced by an outside source? Not uh, necessarily. Oh, I mean, okay. we have our own producers and directors, and a lot of it. We, they, Do it, I, does I, Disney have its own production company, though? I would say I would. You know, it's I'm, not. I'm remember, it's not like the old days. So you go up. When, remember, when we toured the studios. You'd see an office for. Goldie Hawn's production right. company for someone else's. They're right. they're like written out up, space up. and you letting them use their facility. But do they really keep directors on hand? Uh, yes, I would have to say yes. We do, we do have we do. You have would a, have to say yes, but do you know one hundred percent sure? Uh, yeah, all the way. Well, this this is the way this, this the way it goes down. They need a director. They go out I to know. the soundstage where there some other show is going on. And say hey, you got you got a week off next week. You want to do some side gig for us? No, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I know of a couple. I know of a couple show directors, a hundred percent, that are working for Disney. Okay, you, show directors. They they run the ill-fated Snow White politically correct show at Disney. You call them a director, but are they really? Um, well, those are qualified also, to direct these productions. That well, you're since talking. they do, they do some of these shows on, they do other shows on the outside. Yeah, I would say yeah, they're they're qualified. They're qualified to do the job. You have show directors at Fantasmic. You have show directors at any other show that goes on there. Yeah, 
We have show directors. Well, remember, we have our, he and suffered I, and I from say, bad movies from, I would have to say that from does, does commercial directors that move into feature films. We so just call a guy that directs some little podunk play story. at Disneyland. It, no, it's not. It's the same no, kind of story. You're giving no, a guy a blank a blanket excuse to do a production that they might film uh, for TV because the guy was a director at Snow White Politically Correct show. You're saying he's talented enough, or he does fantastic, fantastic. He knows enough to now put the show together uh, for their big production. If you wanted to do another stage show, yeah, I'd pick any of those guys. I'm uh, thinking off off the top of my head right now. I would pick any of them for any any show that I'd want to do up in Hollywood or on Broadway. Yeah, and, they're, and good stage, they're good stage directors. Oh, well, come on, come on, a fantastic. What do you got to do? Hey, turn your lights on. It's all most of it's it's. It's programmed. It's set. There's small cues to call for. There, they haven't had. They haven't had to think up a damn thing. The show's been running as it is since the beginning. Now maybe the first guy that set it all up. But come on. I mean, it's well, just like, it, it's like a machine turn, now. That's like me turning around saying, "Greg, it's all done on computer. What do they need an architect for? It's, you just punch a button on the. I can design a house. Heck, I have pre-designed pre-designed rooms on on this computer program I just bought from a uh, Bunt that I can just. Put this room here, put that room here, and it'll, it'll draw me. What do I need an architect for? It's the same thing. There's, oh, there's not even. Try it. Go ahead. Try it. Try it. Get it through the building department. Try to know all the technicalities you got to know. Go ahead. Too much knock, government okay. intervention then, for, then, for then, building. Knock, knock yourself, knock yourself unlike, out. Unlike then, film or other yeah, productions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, Greg, I, I, I challenge you the same thing. Try to go run Fantasmic on your own. You know what? I, I if, if I could take your challenge up, I would. Or, or I, any, for that matter, I, any show, any any decent production stage show, go take it. No problem. Give me one. Find one for me. I'll do it. Okay. It's not that difficult, Richard. If you say so. <sighs> All right. See, <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember, but back when I worked in the private sector. No, I was wondering when you were going to bring up your radio background. Well, well I, I started to hit that with the with the BMI licensing. Well, I, I noticed that. I'm and, sure if other people noticed. And when you guys were ranting, I was trying to uh, <laughs> look up their stuff because, you know, we had to fill out. Uh, they sent us a log. You know, they sent they BMI monitors all the radio. That's, you know, the all the radio airplay. And they know what radio stations have paid what. So when they collect the fees, they know who which artists to give the money to. But I was talking more about uh, when I worked at a, a fairly large company that's based in Minnesota, and we would have these events, you know, once a year annually for reporting on the state of the company. And we did a show, and I directed two of them, and it wasn't that hard to find a house band, to order the equipment, to uh, finding a host. We used a guy named uh, Tim Bedore a lot. He's a comic that whores himself out for stuff like this. So he came, he's a local whore in that area. He came, he came pretty cheap. He was funny and he did the job. But you know, it was really easy to you know to stage manage. Okay, you know, we would you know, map out the show at eight o'clock. Curtain goes up. You know, we have Tim for five minutes as a warm up. At eight oh six, the band plays this to enter this guy. This guy, his presentation lasts this long. Then the band break. Then we have a fun break that hands out prizes, and it was it was fairly. Once you went through, it was fairly easy to say, "Okay, 
this spot goes here, these lights go up, this curtain goes down, and we work with two dudes, two guys that ran the lights, and we would just say, okay, these lights on, these lights off. Yeah, I mean, these, these are like these the mics up, show. these mics oh. down. Yeah, the builder shows they have they 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 hire an independent company. It's usually some guy. That's all they do are these little kind of things, and it, it's not much different to DP and dinner, though that was very loose. You know, if we really wanted to be a little more controlling, you know, we would have had a little more timeline. But it's the same thing. You hire the talent, you hire the equipment, or if you're smart, you go hire people that specialize in these kind of little uh, shows. And I seem to remember when I was there that some of these shows that they were producing, you know, anniversary shows, an outside company came in. They may Disney may have written it, but they hire an independent company that's got all the crap to just roll in, do it, roll wow. out. Yeah. You know, and 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 with them they bring a lot of the background talent and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, they, people that specialize in this stuff. I'm not saying that Disney can't. Some of those people may not be talented, but you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying Richard's assertion that it's hard to direct a show or to do is protecting an industry that he feels closely tied to. It would be, you know, I, you know, a a lot of people can edit video these days, but not everybody's good at it. I mean, I, I, I would say Mike, what you were describing. Yeah. I remember doing that in junior high as well, but, Oh, he, he know, just equated yours when, to junior high. But uh, when, so. Um, so okay, I still got paid for it. About it <laughs> that's what that's what counts when 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 all is done, said and done, you get paid for it. Um, but I'm talking about when you're doing a, a large major show, uh, it it does become a little bit more of even when it's rehearsed and has been going on for ten years or more. Uh, there are still elements, and that's why you have producers and you have directors out there that need to make sure that, you know, you're going to have a continuous change in the cast, even. And well, those your, are line, the- your line producers take care of a lot of that stuff. But, you know, you've got a bunch of low-talent uh, guys in black over on Fantasmic running around to make sure, you know, all the people screwing around in the back of the island are in their queue places and ready to go. Yeah, you know, you have stage yeah. managers, exactly. And, and yeah. you know, the whole sitting up there at the board – you know the the computer is turning on the fan the the uh, the water screens and turning on the projectors. The computer is doing that, but it's a human turning on probably spotlights. It's humans uh, bringing microphones up and down. Uh, you know, the, following a script. At this point, you well, turn this on, frank, turn this off. You know, it's, there was a time back in the church I went to. They did a huge production, sort of like the Crystal Cathedral, but far before the Crystal Cathedral started to do that kind of stuff. And the first night was always, you know, rehearsals. The first night was always kind of the the night you just want to get through. But by the second, third performance, there were times, because I I ran spotlights, there were times I was hitting my cue before the guy called it up being like, oh, thanks. Yeah, because you you know know it. Yeah, you've been living it. it And and that guy's, you know, probably having a smoke or talking to somebody, got distracted. But, you know, old Greg's sitting up there with the spotlight, and he remembers when uh, Julius Caesar starts to walk down the aisle, he's supposed to have a spot on him from my location. You don't wait for the guy. I mean, it's so, uh, you know, nowadays a lot of that is programmed and can be controlled. But, and by the way, we did have Thrill Ravenscroft once on that that production playing the high priest. So that was kind of cool. We couldn't get him to go, you know, make that Tony the Tiger thing. (laughs) 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 We we used used to torture the talent, though. We had this, this, one of the pastors from the school also played Caesar. (laughs) So, you know, he's got Caesar or Pontius Pilate. Oh, Pontius Pilate, Caesar, give me. I was going to say, we're short thing. (laughs) uh, You got the point. He's got this little, like, you know, uh, this little, like, you know, uh, 
short thing on. Uh, we, we toga, toga. We would, we would freeze the little pad that they had on the seat. You know, it was like this big red <laughs> push pad. We would freeze it. I forgot about that. So you know, sit down and try not to jump right out of the seat. One time we had a guy over the stage. Because there's an old theater in the round, but it didn't rotate anymore. We had a guy up there with like a little spider on a little string, and he would like lower it right by his face, and uh, we yeah. would just torture. Yeah, it's great. I, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the last I miss, I miss those days. Those were a lot of fun. The last uh, the last show I crewed was was a production of South Pacific, and there's a scene where there's where the the main sailor skater guy Luther Billis he's trying to sweet talk to a base captain and he picks up the picture the picture frame oh is this your wife lovely lady right and he and he takes a picture from her and puts it in a drawer right well the whole time the audience never sees the picture in the frame and never sees what's in the drawer so one one day we put playboy centerfold in the picture <laughs> <laughs> so he picks it up oh nice and then when the guy opens the door put it in there is a centerfold taped in there too so that was yeah. fun those yeah, those yeah. those were the fun days. We'd spike drinks. We'd do all kinds of stuff. It was oh. uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, again, so I don't know. You know, I, take a more modern ride. Let's take Gary Sinise's crowning uh, jewel and his acting life at Mission <laughs> Space. You know, what do you, what do you think his contract might be? Or the little um, uh, Indian uh, gal who's doing the um, prep for you uh, that gives you the last minute instructions. What do you think? their stuff is you know because sometimes do you, do you think those people are disney people for instance the people in the star tours video yeah coming in on into the uh the room uh, from what i understand those are cast members hey okay do you think though that mission no, space would tra- yeah i know would translate into a videotape ride through but you can that would be one of the easiest because they've done this before. They actually put Circle Vision, believe it or not, on the Disney Channel before it went to commercial. Also, um, they just picked on that particular one. They picked what view they could show you. This screen, then they might cut to the, a side screen, like Richard's famous for saying, "Well, what if you want to look there?" Well, they did kind of do that. Doesn't translate really well, but you ended up getting the music. You got the general idea of where show, they were, but, yeah, yeah, where they were pointing you to. So yes, you could you could take you know the idea that you're you're seeing through a POV. You could do a POV to the point where you get in and sit down, and then from there you could just cut to the actual video. Yes, that's where I was going. Is that <laughs> you could even mask it with um, what the interior is, you know, so you can see some of the buttons and stuff move. Yeah, that w- you could easily take that to a ride through if you wanted to in my opinion and quite frankly i think there's enough people out there who will just never be able to afford to go but yet has internet access and quite frankly there are people we know who just can't get enough yes that would also but okay so let me go on you're still trying to make mr lincoln into your ada facility so somebody can just go in enjoy the entire park and then leave and not go through the rest of the park well, you know, in some way, you know, if we're going to have to have equal access, there are ways to do it without giving them um, the ability to get preference no, treatment of going in the back door. I'm, I'm just, I'm just teasing because you're. Oh, I know, I know. Let, let me go out on a limb here, Greg, and, and say that your wish for D23 is for them to release quality ride-through videos. Oh, I would love for them to release uh, quality ride video. You, you are 
correct. I'd love to see it happen. So that's kind of what you're pulling for for Disney 23. Actually, I would like to see a lot of their podcasts do well. They did a really good series of Gears Behind the Years. I think it went maybe 10 shows, and they stopped. It was a great up. It was a great series. Had I've, as far as I'm concerned, the podcasting crew was good. They did a lot of interviews with like Marty Scolar, things like that. I wish they would do stuff like that. There is, I don't care how good some of these any podcasters are, and they get their interviews. You know, Bob Gurr's been everywhere. If, if I hear Bob Gurr again, I'm going to puke. I mean, you know, <laughs> Bob Gurr. <laughs> and then for a while, let me tell you the story about the vice president on the monorail. <laughs> yeah. You know, for a while, for a while, Charlie Ridgeway was everywhere. Uh, there was a time when, um, uh, what was the guy with the big glasses? Uh, one of the nine old men um, had the trains in his backyard. Oh, Walker? Yeah. Not uh, Card no, Walker. No, 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 not Card. No, Card's, Card's, Card was a Roy guy. He wasn't, oh, I'm looking uh, right at him. I'm trying to. Oh, the, one of the two dudes that was in The Incredibles? No, not Ollie no, Johnson. No, no, no. He, uh, not Ollie Johnson. No, he's been dead for. Um, a while. In fact, I want to say he died, and uh, we heard about it going up to the studio one day. But regardless, um, it may come to me. He's got some of his trains are actually out at the Paris Train Museum uh, here in California. Ward Kimball. Ward Kimball. That's it. Thank you. Ward Kimball. Um, I was just, was, I was just was a, throwing out names. <laughs> yeah, no, no, perfect. He was everywhere for a while, but I don't know. For some reason, it didn't bother me as much. He was interesting. He was he was eccentric. He was funny. Um, so I don't know. I you know I wouldn't mind seeing a little more of Tony Baxter. He hasn't hoard himself out enough. I don't think. I, I think yeah. I think Tony Baxter would be a great guy to talk to. The guy that I really enjoyed listening to, Randy Bright, unfortunately got taken out on his uh, bicycle. Deep. Up in, I think Anaheim Hills. I think somewhere in that way. Uh, really nice. It seemed like a nice guy. Very engaging. Uh, did some specials on the old Disney Channel uh, that were very good. I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see Disney do it well because they have access to everything. They don't have to worry about trying to get access or, you know, working, uh, you know, working guys at lunch, trying whatever you got to do to get these interviews. Right. They have the inside uh, scoop to everything. They, I think they could do a really good job. They, you know, Card Walker did produce a really good series of uh, vignettes, if you will, on the Disney Channel called the Disney Family Album. That kind of stuff was good. If they put stuff like that on on the uh, their videos, it would be awesome. Nobody's going to duplicate that kind of stuff. What indie podcaster is going to be able to get Fess Parker and his sidekick um, Buddy Epson? Thank you, Buddy Epson. Wait, sitting on, aren't, aren't they both putting up daisies? No, uh, Fess no. Parker's still very much alive and kicking. Buddy Epson yeah. passed away. Okay, okay. So let's let's move. You know, let's say they were both still alive and able to do interviews. What indie podcaster is going to be able to interview them, let's say, in, I'm air quoting, in their element, sitting on a raft with Tom Sawyer's Island behind them that kind of sets the mood for the kind of characters they play? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. And this is what Disney can do, and they can do it well if they do it and follow through and give us the kind of stuff we'd like to see. That's the kind of stuff some people I know would like to see that Disney, that the indies can't do. Yeah, I mean, Lou Mangiello can interview an Imagineer. I can go pay and have lunch with an Imagineer in Florida. Yeah, and get to interview that, that way, yes. Yeah, there's ways to do this stuff. Uh, and like I say, some of these guys are on the circuit. 8-Pin and 13 Harbor Club or whatever it's called is getting ready to do another event, I think, in April or May. I think it's, I want to say, I think it's a Bob Gurr event. I, I think I'm going to go to that. I think I'm going to uh, help out and go to that one. 
but again, uh, there's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, no video cameras are allowed to that particular event, only still cameras. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's because she wants to sell the video of the event. And that's fine. That's her prerogative if she's setting it up or the, the club is setting it up. But where else are you going to get this stuff? You want a good quality, behind-the-scenes informational thing about uh, Club 33? We've all been up there. We've had our video cameras. But could we really put together something that is the quality that Disney could put together? No. I mean, because we're not professionals, right? Right. right. And, now, and, like a Lou yeah. and Bob show, you're not going to replace a Lou and Bob show. I mean, beyond Main Street funny show it's about the personalities and you get little clips of the park and things like that you can't replace that you know that's personality driven uh at the main street cinema quite frankly i think it could be replaced easily if disney did a quality uh thing as probably uh, uh, the big d as uh paul barry as anybody else that's doing these things you know will that magazine kill ricky Brigani's and lou mongello's magazines quite possibly yes but ricky also does local orlando stuff he could probably still get away with doing a lot of Disney stuff, especially if it's travel related uh, and not just, you know, behind park, the scenes stuff in the park or ask Dave or, you know, ask whoever. I, he can probably still thrive and survive. I don't know if it's a big thing for him or just a pet project. I really don't know the extent of what he's doing with it. But those people will survive if their personality and their content is good. But again, video wise, if Disney could do this, which I would really love him to do, I don't know that you could compete with direct ride through because no of, of course not of course not because they have they have two things that indie guy doesn't and that's resources and access yeah the access yeah. can i make before before i no please do it go on the, can i make one last uh last comment on the legal question that we were talking well, you, about you, you don't have to ask you are a part of the show just yes speak. i know this but i but sometimes there are those on this show that get a little fiery. He's that asking, I'm going backwards. Okay, just get to it. He's okay. a, <laughs> so he's asking to avoid the verbal abuse. That's right, which I still get. Damn it. Yeah. So why bother? Uh, her? If, if you speak That's out right. of the you know the backside of your you know you're you know, good to hear about it. The, the whole the whole question. This was when you threw that whole legal aspect. I I didn't even consider that one. It, it is a very good point, and I want to say yeah it is a little bit of a minefield but it's nothing that can't be overcome because after all that's what these lawyers that disney have are paid to do that's their whole specialty is to be able to figure out these things the only question would be whether it would be worth it to disney or not uh technic on on the legal end and on the financial end the example i gave with the video that i happened to be watching when it was being edited it wasn't worth them to fight it so they just fine it ended up on the editing room floor. It, it wasn't worth it for them on the financial or, but it, on a future endeavor for D twenty three, it might be. And that's and and there's you know they got really good lawyers that can figure all those things out if if Disney wants to do it. So I'll just leave it at that. That it was an interesting aspect of the whole question, but it's nothing that Disney can't deal. Well, with. as Mike is fond of saying, choose your battles. Uh, <laughs> right. it's, it's an easy way to say you're spineless in a lot of ways. No, no, but, hey. Hey, listen. If if that if that stupid karaoke contest on Fox Television can get clearance, musical clearance. Listen for music. Get clearance for musical things to be sung on television live, and then again turn around and sell those videos on iTunes. Okay, if they can get that clearance, Disney can get clearance to freaking yeah. do video ride-throughs. I'm serious. Uh, you know that's well. well you know, they already, frankly, they already know. Uh, you know. See, there's a thin line, as far as I know. I, I was somebody was talking about this on their radio the other day, between parody 
and outright, let's say, cover. You know, um, Go-Go's did a cover of whatever back in their first album. They're going to have to pay royalties for that. Uh, now, when you talk about someone like Weird Al, there's a fine line between getting permission. Now, he may have to pay some royalties, but he doesn't necessarily have to have permission because it's a parody. It's a public entity. Being, I'm not talking about parody. I know you're not. Okay. But, you know, there's a lot of – he may still have to pay rights because he's duplicating the music. But uh, – because remember, I don't know, was it Snoop Dogg that he had the little – Not uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, it's all the <laughs> Amish Paradise, yeah. The, yeah. Um, and I, I still wonder if that was a little bit played, played up to um, – Hype the you know, you know it's good drama to get people interested in it because uh, it was quite funny when he did that at the the fair we saw him at and he played that video of what he the guy thought about it but uh, yeah you know. well he they ultimately you know made up right I don't know yes don't they really did yeah yeah Weird Al gave him his money and he's freaking happy now <laughs> oh, so so when you get right down to it it's about the latinum sure that's right you <laughs> sure. got it. But, have big loads and have big lobes and protect your latinum. <laughs> but on on the video podcast, will they be be uh, hurt by this? It depends on the uh, the yeah. uh, producer if, if that's doing it. Will they have to evolve? Most likely. If it's strictly uh, ride through, if seriously, if it's, if it's strictly ride through podcasts and and they come out with something like this, which is a big if, right? I I, I don't know. How, I, I, to me, it's a fifty fifty question. Well, you know what I find what I find really interesting about the community. And I, when I say the community, I'm talking about all the people who listen to our shows. Disney has mentioned that D23 is going to become a community. So what a lot of people have assumed that community means uh, forums, uh, a place, online content, a place for people to interact. The community may be a shopping community, and that's about it. A place where you can go look for content directly from Disney and not through a third party. But because, you know, the D23 announcement timed oddly to some, not so oddly to others on the same day is the shareholder meeting. But at the shareholder meeting, it was directly mentioned about online content and the the goal to somehow turn online content into cash. Okay, well, presently, then announcing the D23 right after that, it makes you wonder, okay, I can join D23. Am I going to get some exclusive access to some of these this online content? Or is do they generate it by ads? Well, we know how people get with ads, and some of us are trying to run some on our podcast to pay for a little bit of the production cost that we put into it. And some people, there's been a backlash to some of that. Like I'm tired of hearing the Saturn commercial on every, you know, every podcast. Or I'm, you know, I'm running Netflix now. Oh, I got an email from saying somebody, from somebody saying, oh, you've gone commercial. Well, no, yes, I, I want. They, well, <laughs> yes, yes, in a way, no. In a, some they came to me, and I'm like, sure, we'll try it. Am I going to make anything out of it? I'm highly doubtful because I, I don't know how many people are going to take the two week free trial at uh, Netflix forward slash Imagineering or click it on my website. Uh, do a two-week trial, you know, and, and see if you like it. Uh, that's all I can say. I don't know if anybody's using them. I don't know if anybody's buying Brian McDaniel's book. I don't know if anybody's buying KMN books. I don't know if anybody's going to Bob's uh, Downtown Diner, These, you know, or Main Street Editions. I have some of these advertisers. I don't know if people are buying them. Long-term will tell us that they want to continue. But, you know, I mean, why not make a buck if you can? What's wrong with that? 
Well, I, you know, not sitting because yeah. they're still not paying. This is the one thing that does sometimes irk me. The fan community can be very. I I, I got to watch how I say that. Sometimes they are very demanding, and what they're getting is absolutely free. And if they don't like it, they can go to the next guy. We're kind of you know abrasive sometimes. Go to character breakfast. Not quite as abrasive, but they still rant now and then. If you don't like that, go to the Pixie Snort and Dust, you know, over at one of the other shows. I, There's I, something for everybody here. And I think in general, we're appreciated the whole indie Disney market. But sometimes you got to wonder where someone's coming from when they get something for free. You know, that was the entitlement. At, and, then, and then complain about it. The entitlement mentality, right? Yeah, I, I I just throw that out there. I think we have a really good audience. We rarely get bashed. It's more like we get corrected because we, yeah, we're, we're talking famous. out of our ass. Exactly, we're famous. We're, we're like ninety nine percent bullshit, one percent <laughs> talent. So <laughs> oh wait a second, I was sure gonna I was gonna change the ratios of that a little bit. <laughs> okay, I, I, we don't necessarily go out of our way to find things out. Sometimes we do it on the air. We have a little air. more value than than one percent though. Well, no, I'm saying it's it's one percent talent and all the bullshit that makes it work for us. You know, if if we polished it up, it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah, let's, That's let's true. face it. People don't listen to us because we're great, talented people. We're just great bullshitters, and that's why they listen to us. So. Well, you are uh, the king of bullshit. Yeah. There, there's <laughs> no doubt. There's no weak Kimosabi with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we know you too watch, well, watch, staff. <laughs> watch, where you, watch where you throw that Kimosabi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it's a boomerang. It's coming right who, back to you. Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> okay, so have we? Are we done with the D twenty three nonsense, though? Uh, really? Yeah, I would, You know, it's it was not so much D twenty three as uh, to me though. It spins off it spins off of that. Is that that legal aspect that I wanted to get to, which I think we've beat enough not being lawyers ourselves and having really no and really no ultimate idea, authority, yeah. but we've had vague experience with some of this where we, we kind of wonder and scratch our heads why someone would be so adamant to say that is the way. Now, you know, obviously I'm not saying who that someone is and if that someone eventually wants to come on and rebuttal on our show, I'm more than happy to invite that person on. I When when the person told me that, I'm like, I, I'm kind of going, come on, give me a break. Hey, but you know what? This sounds like a great mice cast. Yeah. Talking, so... <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, who knows? We'll see if that person ends up wanting to come on and if he really has any more uh, knowledge to back it up or whether or not he wanted to throw out names that he threw out to me, which I don't remember, that backed up his his claim. But I'm sure, just like in global warming, you can find enough people on both sides to say they're right. And with any issue, you can do the same thing. So what else is it that you wanted to speak about, Michael? I, I, nothing in particular, really. If uh, you know we're done, then we, you know, we can call it done and tease people with uh, a mouse busters next time well we, that's next a good idea but one of those shows is going to turn into the mice cast lost episode i'm just going to hang uh, on to that for okay in, yeah <laughs> before release. we do that we we've got a guy that um answered or commented about episode 117 and that's just hard to believe we've done 100 well we've done more than 117 but we should at least not put this off too long while it's maybe still fresh in some people's mind and and read this email even if it's the last thing we do yeah from brian in minnesota Uh, so let's read that and if richard absolutely knows something about one of these that he's spouse or espousing that we should cover i haven't done any research and that was the whole idea of 
uh, myth or mouse busters, mouse busters, whatever. Uh, <laughs> my kids were watching that. Have you seen that movie Rewind? No, but I've heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> they were showing me the segment on when they were redoing Ghostbusters, and it is so stupid it's funny. But well, that's all we're going. Okay, so let's do this email from Brian and Richard. You can go over there, and if you think you have an answer to re- you've researched something, we can get to that. If not, let's put it well, off for another show. Well, yeah, use it as a hook. Yeah, do yeah. Find the one that you want to hook with. All right, hey guys, long time listener, first time emailer. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that one. Usually yeah. it's long-time listener, first-time caller. But Long-time, uh, first-time. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Just abbreviate it. Long-time, first-time. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I was just catching up on the latest episode, and I find myself screaming at my iPod. Good. And we do that a lot to people. Uh, this is a normal occurrence for me <laughs> while listening to my cast. <laughs> but since it hit home this time when you guys mentioned my stomping ground, air quotes, Minnesota, I had to write in. On episode 117, Another Mixed Bag, you guys mentioned amusement parks and cold weather climates and proceeded to talk about the amusement park in the Mall of America. You guys mentioned it as Camp Snoopy, party, or partly, right? I believe that was Richard that mentioned it as Camp Snoopy. Uh, the amusement park inside the Mall of America opened with the mall in 1992 as Knott's Camp Snoopy. Cedar yeah, Fair. 1992, right. really? You know, uh, I, I, something makes me think it opened up a lot earlier than that. Yeah, you know, so that might, I'm trying to think if that coincided when I was, no, that, okay, so Camp Snoopy at, Disney, at Knott's was before that, because um, it was there when I, I worked there. Okay, Cedar Fair held the management contract for the park. In 2005-2006, negotiations between MOA's management and Cedar Fair fell through, and MOA kicked out Cedar Fair. And doing this, they shot themselves in the foot as Cedar Fair owns the license to use the penis character in U.S. amusement parks. The park would lose its name and its theme. All peanut references were removed. Beginning on January 19, 2006, and he doesn't say what time, but we'll take the date as good enough, the park was simply known as the Park at MOA. While management shopped around for a new brand theme, uh, theme the park, uh, sorry, to theme the park around, on March 15, 2008, the park officially reopened as Nickelodeon Universe. Several new rides were constructed and older rides were rethemed to various facets of the Nickelodeon brand. Currently, the park has five roller coasters, including one with two inversions and, uh, what was that, Intamin? Intamin, that's a, that's a, Intamin's a roller coaster manufacturer, right? A, a Intamin half-pipe roller coaster and one kitty coaster, a log flume and several flat rides. One glaring omission in this portion of the show is Valley Fair. It's our main regional amusement park up here in your or in this section of quote unquote flyover country. I'm surprised you guys didn't mention it. I've never heard of it. Uh, given how much you mentioned Cedar Fair, that's because I only know them as Cedar Fair in this episode. Valley Fair is owned by Cedar Fair and is half of his namesake. Cedar Point plus Valley Fair equals Cedar Fair. Well, huh? And I didn't know that before this email either. Yeah. Pretty much don't give a rat's ass. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Greg at micecast.com. All I can say is Cedar Fair sucks. They've ruined Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, given the next nearest major amusement park, our, our sister park, World of Fun in Kansas City and Six Flags in Chicago, our little park is quite popular in the summertime. Yes, I did say summertime. Valley Fair is open from late May through August and weekends in September. Last year, they also did a Halloween event on weekends in October. 
Even though it's closed during the winter, they seem to do pretty well when they are open, and they've been around since 1976. The park sits on 90 acres and features eight roller coasters and a, and a total of over 75 rides and a water park. Is it Disney? Of course not. But for, uh, for the many people leaving in, here in flyover country, it functions perfectly well for fun on a summer day. Just wanted to share a little info about the park in my neck of the woods. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Spencer, a.k.a. Spenceman01, everywhere on the Internet. You know, it's funny. It's not just the cold weather parks that operate seasonally. Uh, I don't know if Magic Mountain still does, but there was a time when Magic Mountain wasn't open during a lot of the winter time, And it wasn't because of weather. It was just, I mean, they couldn't keep the park open in the middle of the week and actually get people to come to it. Yeah. I, don't know if they still, I don't know if they still do that or not. No, I, th I think they're. That's a good question. Let it's me... been a long time since I've been to Six Flags. Just I don't think my back could take half the rides they have there. Uh, I wouldn't mind going. And the other thing is, I don't want to wear a flak vest when I go to uh, an amusement park. <laughs> you don't want to go in that direction. Hey, you know, like uh, when you talk about uh, Six Flags, Magic Mountain, right? Yeah. <laughs> how many how many metal detectors do they have lined up there? And yeah, everybody has to go through the uh, metal detectors. Actually, I don't. I have not been. My kids have, but I have not been since they've had to do metal detectors. Neither have I. I haven't been to Magic Mountain since, by golly, I th about uh, the time of the uh, the uh, Olympics in Los Angeles. What's that? Eighty four. Yeah, it's was been the last time I was up that direction. All right, Richard. Do you? And it's, sorry if I'm. Uh, I didn't mean to demean your parks out there, but Cedar Fair has really done a terrible job in operating Knott's Berry Farm and it, uh, you know it, 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 you know if you can call it a DF moment for Knott's Knott's was a great quaint little park that has just been mind frackened up <laughs> all over the place don't hold, don't hold back Greg how do you and really feel well it's not that they haven't added some decent attractions but the way they just tore up the park to do it and really kind of screwed up the whole theme of it and it's just it's just a show of its former self but you know even when i still worked there and the not family ran it they made the mistake of hiring the guy that ran magic mountain into the hole before six flags purchased it they hired him to run the park and they introduced camp snoopy yeah, well I'm quick. I'm what sorry. happened with that was they did exactly what was hurting magic mountain if you took a family there the family couldn't do a lot of the same attractions Camp Snoopy, quite um, frankly, adults can't ride most of those rides. So you have to put the watch kid on it and watch the kid ride it. Yep. Yeah, just like Walt complained about doing with his girls, right? <laughs> That's right. And then you've Saturday got the rest of the day, yeah. right. You got the rest yeah. of the park where they can't ride because the, uh, the attractions small. are too adult. That's what was really hurt Magic Mountain for a while, and it still has those aspects. And in some ways, you know, we have those areas of Disneyland or DCA, but I think an adult can get in most of those, though they probably would prefer not to and just watch their kid on them. Um, so I, I shy away when I see areas that are primarily aimed at toddlers because in the past it hasn't worked real well at some parks, uh, and that's kind of not the aspect of what Disney was going for when he wanted to share everything with the whole family. Um, just a little side note, but Correct. Cedar, Cedar Fair has been terrible for, for Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, uh, the, um I was just taking a quick look at Magic Mountain. They're only open Saturday and Sundays during the winter. They're okay. not open during the week. Do you have a hook, Richard, for um, next time? Next time, yeah. For the next time? we got to do it next time. Okay. For Mouse Busters. Uh, I'm trying to bring it back up here. Um, had a number of questions that were brought in. And out of them, there were a couple questions that were taking of uh, 
from I'll say here was from Darth Vader. He had a whole list of questions, but there's a couple in particular that he had of uh, the haunted mansion. Uh, one question is the hearse in the front of the mansion is the same one that was. It, this is the myth that he has heard. Is the hearse in front of the haunted mansion is the same one that was used in Brigham Young's funeral? <laughs> okay. Sorry. And another one that also is of the haunted mansion is there is a wheelchair next to the ballroom before the attic. Not the attic, but the attic uh, in the haunted mansion. And this is a tribute to a lady who died on the ride. Those those are the two myths that he was questioning about the haunted mansion. And, well, I have some answers there. Well, I know a little bit about the, well, one of them. The other one, I've got to, you know, keep my eyeballs open and see if it actually exists there. Uh, but, anyway, okay, so that's the hook. We'll do, we'll cover those uh, uh, Haunted Mansion ones next week. And I'm going to do one more email, uh, Mike, just to get it out of the way so it doesn't get too old and stale. Okay. And just kind of goes to the um, um, tell, telling people what our fans are like, where they're from, and, and all that. Uh, it's, uh, it doesn't look like it went to you guys. So it's from uh, Bobby at Bobby World uh, on the DPN. It says, Greg, you mentioned the new season of 24. And, yes, I love this this show. In the last season, uh, you can see where I used to work. The president's husband went to the resident's apartment to investigate his son's murder-suicide. I remember that exactly. Uh, he then had a run-in with the Secret Service agents who were working with the bad yes, guys. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I used... Uh-oh. All right, so read your email. All right, let me let me bring it back up. Uh, okay, I'm totally navigated away. Okay, so we're going to do one last email. Uh, it's a little quickie one that was sent to me, not to you guys, but I just want to read it because it's a fan and kind of gives an idea of you know where our fan base is and what they like and um, kind of oh, you know great. rounds rounds out our stuff. Okay, what? well because it's going to be you know. Pumping up oh. your ego and yeah, no, 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 not, oh, not at all. No, no, okay. No, no. When you said, "Oh, great," I thought you were having recording problems. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not having recording that? problems. Okay, now, do either one of you watch Twenty Four? No, no, not this season. I haven't watched it for a few seasons. No. Oh, that's right, Richard. You made the mistake of uh, trying to guess what season you stopped watching at, and it was totally wrong. Okay, so Greg, you mentioned I, the new season. I really don't care either. <laughs> Greg, I you I meant. I don't think I'm in Fox TV's demographic, by the way, but go ahead. Well, yeah, in, in general, yes, Fox um, is a lot of those teenage shows, but this is not one of those. Um, anyways, uh, how many TV shows ends up with a movie release in the middle of their seasons and continue on? I mean, it's, it's, it, says, it says something for their audience base. But uh, Greg, you mentioned the new season of 24, and the latest season – you can see where I used to work. The president's husband went to the resident's apartments to investigate his son's murder slash suicide. He then had a run-in with the Secret Service agents who were working for the bad guys. I used to work in one of those apartments. The building is by the Navy Memorial. There's something for you, Mike. And you can hear the band play once a week. The building is a combination of offices and residents. Also, Mike, you might be interested in the Navy Memorial Museum that is also in the building. 
whose ego is getting stroked now. Yeah, okay, fine. Big guy. Hey, don't, don't mention about who's getting stroked in Navy in the same conversation, please. <laughs> okay, Mr. Shaft, you're the one that talks about going up and down in the shaft repeatedly, so don't even go there. I attended a Canon presentation on their latest photography offering in the auditorium there. Bobby, who is Bobby World on the DPN. Thank you for that email, Bobby, even though it was rudely interrupted a couple of times. Thank you, and I, too, enjoy the great show, 24. Good. Good. So that, that's uh, pretty much cool. it, right. other than the uh, hooks that Richard put in for Richard, yeah, the next... mouse busters. But we still won't hit mouse busters right away. We'll have to find some other way to... Yeah, Make wait till the do? end. We, 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 keep, we keep talking about we're going to the whole thing, and we get, we got all these questions here from Mousebusters. We got for uh, Mousebuster questions, you know, and we're not doing them. We'll get well, to we'll, it. Ne- next next well, episode, we'll we, do one unless something else comes up. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so unless something comes up, we can beat D23 down no a more. further. No, I'm done with no I don't think I don't think we're going to um, talk about that anymore unless someone gives us a smoking gun email that really True. gives us a professional reason why this won't work uh, or voicemail. We we still have a voicemail line or is that kind no, of No, no, that's long gone. Long gone. <laughs> well, I guess we could use my at the Main Street Cinema one which is uh, no, 949. No. Because because five, no. at the Main Street Cinema 5. No. Because sure, no. at the Main Street Cinema Stop. might be ending soon. You never know. But that I use that for imaginary my I use it for everything. It just that was the initials I could find ATMSC and I tried to find something with IMW. It just didn't work out, you know, when you're picking numbers. Uh, so five at the Main Street Cinema, five. Better <laughs> pick a number. But you don't want voicemails? What's wrong with you? Uh, uh, fine. You don't, want, you don't want your audience to participate in the podcast? Or do you want to speak from on high down <laughs> to your audience? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you guys can afford it. None of them come visit you. They can hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't give people the time of day. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no. Like I said, that 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 was an isolated incident. I, and I said my apology about it. You know what I forgot to say? And I was thinking of that I didn't want to interrupt you, uh, which I know is not normal. But we, we almost need to come up with a secret mice cast handshake or code signal. So when they see Shaft or they think they see Shaft in the park, they should, you know, what what did Shaft used to say a lot? Or what was his, his alter ego or something where you could, you know, give him a little like. Uh, uh, oh, well, if, they, if, they, if they roll up wearing a mice cast shirt or some oh, sort of mice kind cast of on, gear. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you know, come on. I guess <laughs> if you just roll up, you say. Shaft, yeah. and Richard you know, responds. Then you'll have the right guy. I'll, so. I'll probably go. What? No, yeah. you, you, huh? It's your fan base, man. Don't you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I can kind of see well, where he's coming from, though. Well, you you know you do have to watch what you're doing while you're working, but you know we have all you yeah. know. And it, it, yeah, that's that's a big thing. That's my alternate eagle. When I'm at and when I'm at work, I do have a job that I have to do. So. Yeah, we know how that. Ju- it's it's ninety nine percent bullshit and one percent work. I've, I've been there. <laughs> That's your well, new phrase. Ninety nine percent bullshit, one percent something else. Yeah, yeah. We're, well, yeah, you're using that a lot lately. Well, I believe I've been there, done that. So I, I mean, I, it's it's fighting boredom most of the time. It, it really, it's I've not a, a terribly exciting job in the sense that you're moving all the time. I mean, yes, you're. I know Richard will, you know countermand all this but you know if you if you stand at a gate 
watching cars go in and people showing your IDs, that can be mentally draining because it's so damn boring. Yeah, it's idiot therapy. But even walking around in the park can be like that. Uh, now, Richard, I've watched him go out of his way just to talk to people by he's got his certain hang-ups, which every officer does. And we're going to call it quits right here. Um, uh, we've had, well, the show for some reason has been rife with some technical difficulty. And rather than continue to beat our heads against the wall, we're just going to call it quits. And say goodnight. And don't forget, you can send us emails and submit those mouse buster questions. And because we're going to, we'll get to them. You know, just be patient. We'll, we'll get to them. Like, uh... Good old Shaft said, coming up in our next episode. So I'd like to thank you for listening. On behalf of the MiceCast crew, uh, my name is Mike, and we'll see you next time. and money.